from a housing market analyst perspective, the next 12 months are going to be fascinating, but I don't think they're going to be particularly comfortable. If there were a magic wand, they would have waved it, and I don't think there is. Are we on the verge of a housing crisis? We know the impact is not going to be universal across the market. It never is. A lot of the issues that you have in the housing market are going to become magnified over the period in the run-up to the next general election. There's plenty of light at the end of the tunnel for the house building industry. Welcome to the New Homes Podcast. In this episode, we catch up with Lucian Cook, Head of Research at Savills. As interest rates continue to rise and the market cools further, Lucian reveals the decisions that house builders should be making and the opportunities that lie ahead. If you're wondering whether a crisis is looming, this is the episode for you. We hope you enjoy the conversation, and if you'd like to hear more about the sales and marketing of new homes, don't forget to hit subscribe. Lucian, it's been six months since we last spoke. What has happened in these last six months? Yeah, well, it's been probably one of the most interesting six-month periods of my career in research. I started this in 2007, um, and obviously, you know, the, probably the biggest events that I've seen over that period were in the wake of the credit crunch. But I would imagine, you know, this really does come second um, to that. I think when we last spoke, we were sort of reeling from the wake of the Kamikaze budget, that sort of failed experiment of trustonomics we'd seen quite a lot of turmoil and turbulence within the mortgage markets. A lot of that has sort of settled down or settled down in the period, certainly till about four weeks ago. So, you know, it's it's slightly ironic, perhaps, that we sit here six months later and we're facing some of the same challenges again yeah. about less accessibility to mortgage finance, higher costs of mortgage finance, concerns about where interest rates will go and how much further they will go. And clearly, you know, that has a big implication for what happens to house prices and what happens to transaction numbers. And just very simply, are we on the verge of a housing crisis? Well, look, I think it depends what you define as a housing crisis. You know, arguably, we've been pretty much in a housing crisis for a period of five years or more characterized by fundamental undersupply, you know, failing to uh, build enough homes to meet the pretty diverse ranges range of demand that we have across society. Over the period of the last five years, Help to Buy made a massive difference in terms of helping first-time buyers get onto the housing ladder. We started to see a reverse in the decline of home ownership and mortgage home ownership, and that was fueled significantly by that. But still, you know, we weren't building enough homes to meet demand. We still had issues within the private rented sector. We certainly weren't providing enough accommodation for older people. And that meant that we have had increasingly inefficient use of our housing stock. And arguably, you would say with, you know, all of the uncertainty which we have around the planning environment at the moment, with a lot of the pressure that we have on buy-to-let landlords, given that we've got the Renters Reform Bill, which is working its way through Parliament, good for renters who've already got a rental home, perhaps not quite so good for the renters who are looking at a lack of choice within the private mm. rented sector and difficulty in in ever increasing in ever increasing rents so so you know we've got a lot of challenges out there just from a policy perspective and and that's before we talk about what the short-term implications are for the market. I mean, the market had to call. And for the first time in a long time, we're seeing stock property on the market um, in the new homes world. At this very point in time recording, we're waiting for the Bank of England announcement on interest rates. You know, is it going to be 4.75? Is it going to be 5%? What impact will this have on the new homes market? Clearly, what you're going to see is some further downward pressure on prices. And I think you just have to be realistic about that. Where's that going to come from? I don't think it's necessarily going to come from 
the housing market as a whole being flooded with stock. Because if you look at people who are coming up for a remortgage, an increasing number have been on five-year fixes. As a result of that, and they, a lot of them have been on capital repayment mortgages. The vast bulk have been on capital repayment mortgages. So over two and five years, they paved down some of their um, mortgage debt. If they do find themselves in a position where they are really struggling to make new mortgage payments at that point of remortgage, the government, the chancellor has already met the lenders. The Financial Conduct Authority has already given guidance to lenders and to borrowers that in those circumstances, they should look at things like going on to an interest-only mortgage. So I don't think you're going to get lots of forced sales hit the market in, say, the way that we did in the 1990s. I think where the risk is around more stock coming to the market across the board, particularly in the second-hand market, is from the buy-to-let investors who can't make the maths add up. But even there, over half of buy-to-let investors are cash investors. So I think that sort of the risks around that are perhaps less. Where I think the pressure on prices will come from will simply be about affordability at point of purchase. People will go to their banks, they will look at how much the mortgage debt is going to cost them, that will make them much more cautious about how much they spend and indeed whether they enter the market or trade up. And in terms of the debt that they can get if they make that decision, it's just going to be harder for them to borrow as much because of the stress tests. So I think that means reduced buying power for purchasers. And that is going to act definitely as a drag on house prices and probably a drag on transaction levels as well. Well, pretty certainly a drag on transaction levels. In fact, the impact there could be a little bit greater than we see within prices as people just put some of those decisions on hold. And for the new build market, you know, that, that clearly has implications around rates of sale. It has implications about the use of incentives. It has implications for the types of incentives that house builders are offering. So some of the most effective incentives we've seen over the period of the last six months have been those which have kind of gone to the heart of the issue of buyers' concerns, whether it's been covering off utility bills um, for a fixed period or whether it's been a period where the house builder has has said, look, I'll, I'll pay the mortgage for a six-month period. You know, those kinds of incentives have really kind of gone to the heart of it. And I suspect you'll need to see more of that. I think the problem now, of course, is that they're more expensive. Mm. They're more expensive to fund mm. from a house builder, from a house builder perspective. So midway through the year now, with house prices down three and a half percent ish annually, how yeah. much further do you think we'll see house prices fall? Well, look, I think a lot depends on exactly where interest rates go from here. You would argue that the mortgage markets, particularly if you look at two years and five year fixes, have already priced in the prospect of some further increases in interest rates. So hopefully, we're at that point that we are, certainly in terms of fixed mortgage rates, we're at or near you know, the, the height of those. And on that basis, you know, I think that 3.4% house price growth could easily go to minus 10%. We were forecasting back in November, and let's not forget that was immediately in the wake of all of that turmoil, that prices would fall by 10% over the course um, of 2023. In reality, what happened was some of those price falls came a bit earlier than we expected, mm. and then they moderated more than we expected when those when the mortgage markets were in a much calmer state. I think now that you've got these sort of further upward pressures on on mortgage costs and elevated mortgage costs, you'll probably see you know the remainder of that 10% come through. I suspect some of those price falls could get pushed forward into next year if rates jump further then again, you know, that does mean that there's going to be a bit more pressure on house prices. Mm. And indeed, you you have that period of lower transaction levels for longer. But, you know, if one thing's key, it's keeping that really, really close eye on what happens to inflation. Mm. And it's the decisions of the Bank of England, 
But those decisions to the Bank of England are not, you know, they're not straightforward because when they look to increase interest rates, they know that those increases in interest rates have a delayed effect. And they have perhaps more of a delayed effect now than they've had in the past because so many people are on fixed rates. So it doesn't hit the households mm. as immediately as it has done in the past. That means they don't necessarily cut back on their consumer spending as quickly as they might have done in the past. And that makes it really difficult for the Bank of England to judge how high do we go. And when they get there and they start to see inflation fall, how quickly do they have to pull back? Because they know they've, if you like, got this, this delayed effect. Mm. So it's going to, I mean, from a housing market analyst perspective, the next 12 months are going to be fascinating but I don't think they're going to be particularly comfortable. So what's your revised forecast then on house prices for the next 12 months? So look, we, we were looking at revi- revising our forecasts six weeks ago. We were saying, look, let's do a mid-year reforecast. Um, we're just going to hold off on that for a period just to see that it, the way that things... Don't blame you. <laughs> the, the way that things pan out. Yeah. You know, certainly circumstances have changed. We know, you know, the broad direction of travel. We, there was a point that we thought we'd been too pessimistic with 10% house price falls. And we certainly thought we'd been too pessimistic on what we thought would happen to transactions. I suspect, you know, now that you've had this secondary bout of turbulence in the mortgage markets, given that inflation looks to be stubbornly high and, and a bit more embedded um, than we thought, we're going to be talking about the same sort of impact. It's just going to occur over a different time period than we expected. You know, and that is always, you know, that is always the difficulty with house price forecasts. You can get the theory right. But pinning exactly what will happen and when it will happen is the devil's own job, I'm afraid. So with the average mortgage now reported to cost an additional £240 a month and only looking to climb further now, buyers have been stress tested, wages have risen, the employment market is strong. Is this enough or do you think that there is a torrid time ahead? What we tend to do is sort of judge things by previous downturns, don't we? And I think this is different in nature to the 1990s. I I don't think we're into that period. We haven't had a prolonged period of strong house price growth in the run-up to the pressures that we face. We also have an expectation that inflation will be tamed and will start coming back down the other side. And when it comes back down the other side, the Bank of England will start to ease rates off again. So I think we're in for a period of uncertainty and, and a degree of turmoil probably for the period of the next 18 months. I would imagine you will see things ease off after that, you know, the first the first really big signal to the market when we look to the prospect of recovery will be when the Bank of England starts to bring bank base rate back down. You know, and, and that will happen. The expectation, well, you say it will happen, um, but the, the strong expectation from the economists is that once you've got inflation under control, rates start to be brought back down to more normal levels. Hmm. Normal is not where we were down at interest rates at, at, at sort of uh, at 1% or 0.25 or even lower. You know, that's not mm. normal. But you, I do think you will see, you know, you will see rates brought down and that will mark the stage of the recovery that should feed into consumer confidence and house buyer confidence at the same period of time. But up until then, it's about a close management of your business. It's about closely looking at whether or not the product which you're providing matches the strongest parts of market demand. Demand from cash buyers will be stronger from those with a mortgage. Uh, demand from those with a lesser mortgage requirement will be stronger than that from a weaker mortgage requirement. I do you know. I do think there will be a bit of matching of product, and and th- but that was underway anyway, wasn't it? You know, mm. help to buy ended. You know, there has undoubtedly been a bit of a shift in what house builders have looked to deliver as a result of that. And um, yeah, I think you know that will be the overriding 
those would be some of the overriding things look, house builders will be looking at quite closely. There are house builders at the moment that have got properties on the market that are based on viabilities from 12 months ago or longer, you know, based on very strong pricing. What should they be doing now? Well, look, they've, uh, I don't think they've got a particularly easy decision, have they? On the one hand, they're going to want to maintain their rates of sale. They will also know that their costs of holding those assets is higher because you're in a higher interest rate environment. And in some circumstances, they will just have to bite the bullet and look at repricing. The extent to which they're looking at that depends on what their need is in terms of the trade-off mm. between maintaining rates of sale to keep the models working and where headline prices need to be. So I think you'll have to look at that pretty much on a case-by-case basis. But mm. I think you'll have to be pretty forensic in doing that. And, and one of the other things that we... You know, we know the impact is not going to be universal across the market. It never is. And I think just given the way things have changed, you'll also need to be pretty fleet of foot. So pretty regular reviews of that stuff. Just a quick one. This podcast is brought to you by Andler Agency. If you'd like to discuss the sales and marketing or PR for your new homes, get in touch today. So if you were at the helm of a house builder right now at this point in time, what decisions would you be making and where are the opportunities? I think the first decision I'll be making if I was the head of a house building now is to turn the television on and see what the Bank of England do. I'll be looking at, at the economics. You know, I think what, what would I be doing? I'll be looking at the range of product that I've got available. I'll be looking at the sites which I've got. I'll be looking at where I should be placing my sales incentive to, to maintain the throughput onto those sites. I would be looking pretty hard at the stuff that I've currently got under offer where people have put down their deposit to secure the property. I will be, you know, just checking where they are in the mortgage process, how secure their mortgage offer is, how much longer they've got on that mortgage offer, and what that means in terms of how quickly I've got to build the stock to make sure that they're in, mm. in time to take advantage of that mortgage offer. I think, you know, those are some of the things that, that I will be looking at as I go forward. And then in terms of future sites, you know, there is, there is still going to be a requirement to bring those sites through planning. I think that planning environment's not got any easier. And so just keeping an eye to the medium term, you know, it's very easy just to get carried away, isn't it? Just look, okay, short term, yeah. there's some pressures. It's not going to be particularly easy. I think you've also got to look, you've got to look over the medium term. You've got to look at what your pipeline is. What is it that you want to do medium term? What's the nature of the stock that you want to build? Where's your core market? What's the one that you fundamentally understand? How much do you want to deliver? You know, where do you sit in the stack? What's the out- annual output that you would normally want in a normal market? How much do I need to curtail that short term? And how do I get back to that medium term? And what should government be doing right now? So to support the housing market, what's, in your opinion, what should government be doing? And is there a magic wand solution to this current crisis? If there were a magic wand, they would have waived it. I would say, and I, and I don't think there is. Look, I think it's not a particularly conducive policy environment right now for house builders. I think we all know that. All of the disruption that we've had in the planning system, you know, means it is very difficult, more costly, and probably a bit more risky to bring sites through. And that looks to be quite sort of entrenched from current governments. So when you've got the prime minister getting up and saying, we will protect the green belt, um, when you've got Michael Gove, who is you know, sort of pretty clear that with all of the reforms that he's put through, um, that he's unlikely to change his stance. I think the implication is that is that a lot of the issues that you have in the housing market are going to become magnified over the period in the ne- run up to the next general election. And as a result, and particularly given some of the issues that we're going to, that we could see in the market, I think housing is going to become pretty front and centre 
in terms of campaigning ground as we get to the next general election. Mm. And as things stand, it looks like the opposition are aware of that. It, it looks like they've changed their stance quite significantly. They are appear to be more pro-development because they can see the economic boost that that gives to the economy and they may well need that as they come into power and they you know they probably in that balance between playing to the concerns of older homeowners who tend to be a bit more not in my backyard and addressing the concerns of younger people who are are generally more pro-development they're you know they're shifted towards the yimby category Mm -hmm. you would argue that the conservatives have moved a bit too far down towards towards the NIMBY category. But you may well find within all of that, you know, that that, that forces the hand of the current current government, mm. particularly as they look to get that vote for younger people. So, I mean, that market's going to be fascinating. Where people, where the different parties place themselves on a development perspective, I think is also going to be incredibly interesting over the period of, of the next 18 months. And that does mean that there's plenty of light at the end of the tunnel for the mm. house building industry. So with inflation as it currently stands, I'm assuming it's not really in the government's interest to release another version of help to buy that adds fuel into the market. I would be particularly surprised if they went back to help to buy because they just don't want to be seen to be doing anything which adds fuel to the fire of of inflation in any way, shape or form. If they put in any measures, I think they would have to be very heavily targeted at maintaining the supply of new homes coming to the system through the system in a way that doesn't add fuel or, or isn't seen to be inflationary. I mean, they arguably they may do something to to further sort of counteract the risk of falling house prices, you can see already that they have spoken to the lending industry and they've said, look, where you've got existing borrowers who are going to find it difficult in a higher interest rate environment, it is your responsibility and we want you to help them out. We want you to look at things like putting them interest only for a period so that they can ride this period of elevated interest rates. We want you to look at things like elevating mortgage terms. But I suspect help to buy probably for, for the government will fall in the same category as direct support for mortgage holders, which they've which they've ruled out, mm-hmm. partly because they just want, you know, they want inflation to, to play its course. So I think it's really difficult. I don't I don't have any answers about what they will do in terms of direct intervention in the new homes market. I think they've got a lot of challenges in front of them. They've got to pick up and deal with some of those long, what what feel like quite long outstanding issues around nitrate and nutrient neutrality. And we're beginning to see a bit of a sort of shift. I would argue seeing a bit of a shift in thinking around that. And you know they're, they're going to have to they're going to have to address where they are around getting more homes through the planning system um, in terms of direct support. You know, I think that's very tricky. I suspect they will look for the market for the solution in that. And this is probably the wrong question for a researcher, but if you were a betting man, when would you predict that we end up coming out of this, seeing house prices rise and interest rates fall? The good news is I'm not a betting man. Um, the reason I'm a researcher is I am probably the most risk-averse individual um, that you'll find in society today. I mean, I have been asked this question before. I was asked it by one of our valuers in Savills, and he said, when do you think the market will turn? And I said, it will be in March. And I said, but I don't know what year. Um, and we're, we're a little bit like that. I mean, I think the signs probably, when we stop seeing any increases in interest rates, when we start to see inflation fall, um, and we start to see a very real prospect of banks cutting rates, then I think you will see an improvement 
in buyer sentiment. And I think that will mean a pickup in activity levels. And then I would say price growth probably comes further down the line as the affordability pressures ease. Well, it'd be great if when we talk again in six months' time, that was the case. Who knows? Um, Seems unlikely. But it's been very, very um, interesting to get your insight. Thank you very much for coming and giving us an update. Always a pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more about the sales and marketing of new homes, don't forget to hit subscribe today. Subscribe today.